a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we talk to April. April's got some money set aside for retirement, trying to prioritize, though. Right now, what should they be focused on? How often do you say that about your financial life got a lot of stuff going on a lot of stuff you should focus on but what should you definitely focus on april joins us now hello april hi pete did i describe your situation appropriately you've got some things you want to know what things you should care about yes we need to focus excellent tell me about yourself what's going on how old are you who's involved what's going on okay i'm 44 and my husband's 47 and we have a five-year-old so our dilemma is saving for retirement and college at the same time and being prepared when that time comes in about 13 years. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's crazy. I have a five-year-old as well. And uh, the first five years have gone pretty fast with this fella. Uh, I can't imagine how fast the next 13 years are going to go. And it feels like it's going to sneak up on us and we're not going to be prepared for, uh, for school. So I'm guessing that's how you feel too. Yes, I do. Not to mention the mortgage. So we've got a lot of <laughs> things to juggle. Well, let's take a look at what's going on now. Frank, if you will punch this up for us. So, April, you are, like you said, 44. Your gross annual income, your household income is 93219 I like the exact, I like the exact nature of that. Did my mic just cut out? That was, that was super weird. Uh, net monthly income, 5400 a month. You have $200,000 set aside, a little bit more than that. You're putting 1100 a month towards that. You have 56 grand in savings. This is a nice little base. Uh, what's next? Debt-wise, you have none. You have a $1,300 and change mortgage payment on a 30-year mortgage. So this is nice. This is, this is a good little situation here. Uh, tell me about who's working, uh, who makes what. Uh, help me understand that. Okay. My husband works full-time and makes about $60,000 a year. And I work on call, and the last couple of years I've made about $30,000 a year, but it's very unpredictable, and I don't know what the future will bring for either of us, really, if he considers a career change. So, yeah, so that 93000 or so, the 90000 you don't have a great degree of certainty that it will remain 90000 I mean... Are you saying it could both be lower and higher or the same going forward? That's correct. I think 60000 is probably as low as it would go, but I have the potential if I worked full-time to make um, at least 60000 But also, if I have less work coming in, then it could be considerably less than the 93000 Now, once your five-year-old gets to uh, school age, in kindergarten now or no? Um, starting in the fall, yes. Okay. Full-time so kindergarten. How does that change uh, the complexity of, uh, of daycare, expenses, your ability to work, or whoever's ability to work? Does it, does it change? It does. It increases my ability to work, and then we will have about $750 a month freed up that's currently oh, going to daycare. Sweet. So it's very exciting. Lord, that's got to feel amazing. And yeah, I'm excited. So I assume you're going to throw an amazing kegger 
every what is what, kager what, what how old am i that's what 40 year olds say when they want to sound cool they say kager because all right yeah that's a familiar term to me but no yeah. no keggers planned maybe a barbecue yeah there you go what, what area of the country are you in I'm, I'm just curious um you're not in the midwest are you nope we are in the northwest but we're not on the coast so we're in a more affordable area. Yeah, because just the, the the numbers we have and what you've described, you seem like you're in a super affordable place, like crazy affordable. I think it is. I haven't run the numbers though. I know your last episode talked about that, so I'm going to have to get online and check that out. Yeah, that was that was fascinating. That nerd wallet uh, cost of living calculator. Uh, but at ninety six thousand dollars, ninety two thousand, whatever you gave me the exact number, and I don't remember it now. You guys seem like you're thriving on that, especially based on your fifty six thousand dollars in savings. How did you get so much darn money in your savings account? Well, we had about thirty thousand earmarked for emergencies, and part of that came from the sale of our previous home. We made a pretty good profit on that, but also I. In um, looking at our savings in preparation for this show, I discovered that my husband had squirreled away um, $26,000 over about the last year or so. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. that now I am. That's a heck and of a surprise. It would be nice to know what we could do with that. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever have that nice of a surprise for my wife. She'll say, Is there anything I need to know? And, <laughs> and I will probably never say, Oh, I squirreled away an extra 26 k this year, honey. Um, how was he able to yeah. do that? How, because, I, I mean, he makes six, yeah. it's almost half his pay. I, I don't know. And it could have been over a, a period of more than a year, except that about a year ago, he paid cash for a new truck. So Good he, Lord. I, I don't know how he does it, and maybe I need to get some tips from him. But um, I think he just likes having flexibility now, but... The, so he's the one that's looking at having flexibility now and having that cash on hand. But I'm looking down the road, you know, 13 years, 20 years, and I want that flexibility then as well. Yeah. So kind kind of need to find a happy medium. What are the chances that he's like an exotic dancer on the side or something like that? That's how he's earning all this money. Is there any chance that that's the truth? Oh, I hope not. That'd be mortifying. I think that he he has some side gigs, yeah, and so he's able to earn money um, in other ways on top of his full time job. You know, if I was really good looking, like if I were, I would consider maybe <laughs> dancing, give a little entertainment to the people. I don't care. Um, so you know, flexibility. It's I always love when people talk about flexibility. I think it's a really mature concept of um, when do you want life to be easier, right? What you just said to, to me, April, is you, you think, and, and you have good reason to think, your husband prefers that ease of, of life now, and you'd really push that further further out. What do you, okay, so not to suggest that you had children later in life, because I, I really don't want to go down that path of me making these big assertions, but I, I guess statistically you probably did. Can we say that? Can we agree on that? Yes, I oh. totally agree. Okay, so it's like a weird thing to say. I feel like I'm going to be like judged for having said that, but it's just math. Um, what do you think, or how do you think that plays into all of this? Well, I think that because my husband would like the flexibility of maybe retiring early, um, that'll be the same point at which our daughter will be in starting or in college. 
I just think everything converges on this point, you know, 13 or 15 years from now um, to, to where we really need to start preparing now to give us time to put totally. money in different buckets. So he'll, he'll be 60 then. Um, does he have a job that currently provides a pension benefit or will it only be on your assets that he's able to retire? No, he does have, he will have a pension and he'll have, you know, minimal benefits if he were to leave that job, you know, anytime soon. But if he were to stay until retirement age, he'd have a decent pension. Okay. Yeah, you know, th there's there's a lot working here. So we're gonna I'm gonna try to jump in and, and tackle whatever I can think of as we're going. To retire at 60 early, right? I mean, retirement's often considered to be at least 65 years old, probably 66 for someone his current age. Um, to retire prior to 60 or at 60 means a couple of different things. Number one, he wouldn't have Social Security income for another two years until he's 62 at the very soonest. So, so that would create some challenges. Uh, number two, whatever income you guys have, or pardon me, whatever assets you have set aside for retirement that are in your name specifically, April, you really wouldn't have access to those until he is 63 because you'd have to be 59 and a half uh, in order to access mm -hmm. those things. So is the, are the majority of the retirement assets in his name or are they split between the two of you? They're split pretty evenly. Yeah, so unless his pension is sizable, retiring at age 60 would be really hard, like really hard. And in fact, this would be a good time to hit your million dollar day Based on what you have set aside, $207,295 and um, putting away $1,161 a month towards that, your million-dollar day is April, go figure, that's your fake name too, 27th, 2032. Now, that doesn't seem that far off, but let's, let's dig a little deeper. At age 67, that is your age 67, you'd have $2.2 million, a net monthly income of $5,100 a month. But April, in today's dollars, that's $2,900. So this is to say, if you retire at age 67, you, him at 70, you at 67, those numbers aren't amazing, right? They, they, aren't, they aren't very comfortable. No. So no. Am, am I missing something? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so here, um, we yeah. do contribute the max to our Roth IRAs outside of our retirement plans, and that's not included in those. That's not included in the eleven sixty one. Correct. Okay, so so you're putting what f another eight thirty or whatever a month into your Roth IRAs? Yeah, whatever the eleven thousand divided by twelve. Man, you guys are saving a lot of money. Hold on. Well, let me add that in. Uh, on the on the fly, I'm gonna go. Hey, <laughs> making music with my mouth. Okay, that changes it. A I mean, it, it changes. It moves your million dollar day up to January 28th of 2030, and then it has that net monthly retirement income that after um, inflation's ad is adjusted to $3,700 a month. So if you keep doing exactly what you're doing now. Uh, until you're 67, your husband's 70, you have $3,700 a month. So that's certainly a lot better. Um, but, but then like if we bump the, the time frame back a little bit and we say, well, let's have your husband retire at 60, which is 13 years from now, you're talking about $1,900 a month of income, um, off of your assets. And so he would just be replacing his 
income with the $1,900, but, but they gotta keep interrupting myself. But the other challenge here is you said your, your assets are split equally. So he'd only probably have $950 a month available of retirement income and he wouldn't have social security available. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, well, that answers some questions. And I, you know, I think for him, retirement isn't going to mean stopping working, but maybe not doing what he's doing now. So. And, and that, that is a super important distinction. And I'm glad you brought that up because I totally agree. Um, in fact, personally, when I think about not, this is about to sound the, the most obnoxious thing I've ever saw on the show. And by the way, that's, a, that's saying something. When, I, when I'm done being Pete the Planner, whatever the heck that is, I have no idea what I want to do next, but I'm pretty sure at some point I'll want to stop doing this. Uh, and so I totally understand that of like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something and there will be income associated with it. Um, I guess, you know, with the one of the main focuses of, of why we're talking is you've got 750 bucks a month freeing up in the fall. And I think a good question to ask is what in the heck should you do with that? Do you have an idea right. what you want to and do I with had, I, I had questions about whether we should be trying to max out our employer retirement plans because we're nowhere near maxing that out. Um, or should we be saving separately for college, which we have not done? Well, or looking at paying down the mortgage. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good one. You have a 30-year mortgage. How, how far are you into that thing? Um, three years. Hmm, 27 years left. Okay, so I'm going to unfortunately give this the old, if this were me, which I don't always like to do that because I don't think it's fair. But if, if this were me, I would take the $750 a month in my number one priority with that money. That's not to suggest, April, that you put all the money in what I'm about to say, but you should put a, a good deal of it, should be separate college savings. Because I think your retirement situation if we laid out if you have a traditional retirement which is to say to not retire early is is it is okay especially when you add in social security um where this thing goes to hell real quick is 13 years from now uh your daughter going to school there not being enough money from there she caps out on student loans and then you're for, forced to borrow on her behalf that would destroy retirement and and yeah i mean to be that dramatic I, I really think it would so i think you um i think you need to start getting some money while she's so young pretty aggressively into college funds and then adjust over every five years or so uh, and then put the additional money into retirement so i would almost go 500 a month towards college 250 a month additional towards retirement and see where, where that gets you Yeah, that's, this is interesting. So do you think your family unit will stay as is, a one child, uh, the two of you? I mean, no, like, expensive cats or anything, but, like, you, you, it's the three of you, right? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no changes planned there. Okay. That really seemed like a really personal question, and I feel like uh, I really asked it in a really flippant way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm just trying to figure out who else is involved. Um, yeah, this is interesting. So, okay, so you said something earlier. I gotta, I, I'm, I'm sort of fixated all of a sudden. Your husband wants the ease now, you want the ease later, but your husband wants to retire early. Isn't that a desire to have ease later as opposed to now? Ooh, that's a great question. He wants ease um, now and later. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
But I think I'm much more interested in digging into the retirement planning, and he doesn't have the time. So that's not where he's at. That's not what he's thinking about. When you say, he, oh, he doesn't have the time to dig into it, is what you're saying. Right. Is he a, oh God, I'm getting into all sorts of awkward questions. Is he a young 47? Does he have like that youthful spirit? Because now I'm just, that's such a loaded question. Yes. I'm sorry. So he doesn't think yes, of himself as 47. No. Yeah. No, he's very active, very busy, very fun. Sounds, sounds like a perfect uh, description of an exotic dancer. I'm just kidding. He, okay, so, you know, I, I can tell that he doesn't think he's 47 based on how you've described his financial characteristics. Um, which is a, it's a good, it's a good thing to have a youthful spirit. But when math's involved, I don't really care how old or young you think you are. I, I think it's no fun to tell someone they can't retire or they shouldn't retire at 60, but based on, unless wherever he's retiring from has healthcare benefits for retirees prior to age 65, unless he has a, a fatty pension, then it doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense. Now, if he has a good pension and he has healthcare benefits uh, at retirement prior to age 65, then, then I'm wrong. And, I, I, and, and his youthfulness is correct. I don't think he has the things. I'll have to do a little more research, but it doesn't sound likely. What would you, get, what would you rate your situation on a 1 to 10 scale of it's the financial life you want? Like oh, 10 being it's perfect and 1 being... Not so great. Where are you at? I'm at a five or a six. How would he rank? He'd rank it higher than that, wouldn't he? Um, I think I think so. I mean, maybe a six or a seven. We've talked a lot about retirement, and I think he's, he understands that we probably need to be doing more. And he's listened to your show, too, so it puts things in perspective when you hear people calling in that just, you know, make a lot more than we do and have sure. a lot more saved. And Yeah, I think that's what I like about your situation a lot. And, and this is not to suggest that someone that makes just under $100,000 makes a modest income, because that, that, that's not what I'm trying to say. But the life, what, what you've built with what you have in savings, with what you've accomplished, you have no debt, you're sitting pretty, especially based on making just shy of six figures. I, I think, you know... I agree. I think you're around that six or seven, maybe maybe seven, probably seven. Um, the changes that need to take place, in my opinion, are when that seven fifty a month gets freed up in the fall. Not to get weird, but that that's the make or break moment. I mean, that's so dramatic. Okay. I mean, I, I really think it. I think this fall, it's like, well, how do you? When did it all change? Or what was the what was the you know the keystone to all of this? I think it's the fall. I think it's that you've learned to live for the last five years without that daycare money or some semblance of that time frame. And I think if you can put it to good use, then this ends, ends well, ends very well. If it gets absorbed, if all of a sudden we decide we need a new car or a different house would be better or God forbid, and I mean this, you save more money, stop saving money. You got to put money away for the future. That $56,000 in savings, especially based on your income, you're getting to a point where it's almost making you complacent, where it's just too much money not working for you. It just makes you feel good, which is great and all, but it's not helping. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That in, in your husband's ability to stow money away, I mean, it's, geez, does it get any better than that? What a great partner to have in <laughs> yeah. life. 
I am I am lucky in a lot of ways. Yep. You are. So I think where you transition that is, is how do you become a great investor once you've proven to be a good saver? And, and I think that defines what's next for you. All right. Do you have a financial That's advisor? Exciting. Like who tells you this stuff? You like you open a magazine. You're like, oh, okay. Who's that? Who tells you what to do? I, we do not. I do a lot of research on my own and, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, but, uh, my husband had a financial advisor prior to our marriage. We don't use him anymore. Um, and, you know, if, if that's something you think would be good for us, then we're willing to go down that road. But it would probably be, um, you know, the fee-based, not yeah. some, I, someone we'd have in our lives indefinitely. I think a fee-based advisor this fall would be a great decision for you. I think not only okay. will they help you um, focus where that 750 a month goes, but then maybe help you better manage the money you already have set aside, including that 56,000 bucks. Based on your income, I can't imagine having any more than 25, 30 set off to the side in a boring savings account's a good idea. Um, unless from a career stability standpoint, you have some concerns, but I think you should, you've listened to the show. Sometimes I don't think people need a financial advisor. I think you do. I think you and your husband do. How long ago did you get married? You said you got married a little later in life. Probably seven years ago. I like the probably you had just in case it was like 11 years ago. I cannot remember the year for the life of me. So. You know what? I love that about you. Uh, I was having lunch with my coworkers today and I was saying uh, if I was ever questioned about time, like in a, in a serious like uh, interrogation, I'd go to jail forever because I don't know time. Like I, I have lost complete concept of time. <laughs> so seven-ish years. Okay. So here, you know... I, I also think your situation is really indicative of those people that led separate adult lives financially, both did a pretty good job, combined it, was able to find some efficiencies, and that's where you find yourselves. I, I think this is sort of the nouveau way that American life goes for people who cohabitate. It's that you get married a little bit later in life, maybe you have kids a little bit later, into your late 30s and 40s, and and this is the perfect example of that. I, I think it's in a good way, right? I think this is the way you execute on that when, you're, when your incomes are outlandishly high, right? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, you know, your situation gets super interesting if you consider the fact that your income could, could increase by some multiple, right? Um, yeah, and I'm working on it. <laughs> and I don't think that's necessary, and I don't feel like you should put the pressure on yourself that that's the solution. I here's the good news. I think the solution to what ills you or the solution to what um, you want to accomplish is well within your life right now. I don't, I don't think you're one of these situations. Well, if I don't make 20 grand more, our, our dreams die. No, I think it's all right there. So that's good. To, it's good to know, right? Like you got the tools, you, you have the income, you have the money. It's just a matter of, of a focused effort. And, and again, I think that's the purpose of this call because to some degree, it's like, well, what are we focused on? Um, and that's why a good financial advisor can, can really complete the task for you. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I love your situation. I like it a lot. Thanks, Pete. 
You're welcome. Anything else I can help you with? I mean, I can. I mean, we're on PeteThePlanner.tv. I could show maybe some some dance moves you could pass on to your husband to increase the tips or what. <laughs> what, what I mean, I don't know. You need to have him on the show. Right. I've been Woo-hoo. working out day 140. Day 140 in a row is today uh, of working out. Uh, <laughs> what other questions can I answer for you? Anything? Oh, my only remaining question was how to tackle the mortgage. But that might be something that we look at down the road as far as downsizing. I, I would do, well, here, here's how I, I would position that. Your husband, 13 years until he wants to retire. In my opinion, now you've got a pretty low mortgage expense. Um, if your income is going to stay the same or, or go down, I would somehow try to have your mortgage paid off by the time you retire. If your income continues to, to go up, um, it would be easier to pay off your mortgage before you retire, but there's less pressure because you're going to have more assets to tackle it in retirement. Um, in other words, I don't know if it particularly matters. If he does end up with some sort of pension benefit, then I don't think you have to feel as compelled to pay off the mortgage if he's not going uh-huh. to. Okay than I would. Okay. That was a non-answer. Jeez, that was a terrible answer. That was good. If I were you, I'd hang up It's on not it. something we're going to focus on immediately, yeah. probably. Yeah, you need to get your assets working a little harder for you. I mean, you guys have done such a smart job. Your money needs to be smarter now, too. Okay. All right. Well, um, North. you didn't say Pacific Northwest. I, I think when people say Northwest and don't say Pacific Northwest... I don't even know where the hell that is. I mean, like it's a state. We're Montana. We call it the inland Northwest. Oh, that's nothing. You just made that up. Inland Northwest. Now I gotta, no, we do. I got to bing that. Inland Northwest. Oh, there it is. See, see what state comes up. I'm guessing that the state of Washington is going to come up. Oh, yeah. Google that. You know, the, yeah. Are you a wine? You like the wine? You like wine? Not so much. You like wine? I love wine. Okay. So we're about to get real weird here. There is a winery in Washington called the Bunnell Family Cellar, and it is in Woodenville, Washington, near Prosser, Washington. Do you know where that is? I think that's on the west side, Woodenville is, but they probably get their grapes from the east side. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. It also, it's weird, I'm a big wine person. I was randomly in Washington like 10 years ago driving through, long story. I, I, I happen upon this place, I'm like, I'm gonna go here. Some of the best wine I've ever had, and you can't find anywhere because it's so small. You ever think about that? There's like some craftsman out there, or craftsperson, I should say, that is the best in the world at what they do, yet they don't have the platform to mass distribute it. And I feel like this person, this family, this Bunnell family, and wherever the hell this is, Washington, these are those people that they're literally the best in the world at something, and no one even knows it except for my four <laughs> listeners now. Wasn't that great? That's a great ad for them. I know. Now I'm thirsty. Bunnell Family Cellar. Oh, now I'm on their website. Now I'm not even paying attention to you anymore, uh, April. I'm looking at their wines. Oh, my gosh. They have a wine club. What That's if they okay. ship you? Yeah. I'm so. writing that down and headed to the wine store later. Oh, my God. It'll change your life. All right. So, all right. That's it. Please keep, keep us updated. Let us know in the fall what's going on. Uh, and get a financial advisor. A fee-based one would be good for you. Uh, and if anything else pops up, just let us know. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. That's it for this week's show. See what happens when you can shake your money maker a little bit, when it'll make a little money on the side. You know what I mean? It's all good. Show's over, everybody. If you want to be on the show, be on the show. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. That's it. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like, then hit us up at Pete the Planner.
BeatThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. BeatThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me E.T. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings. Taste from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol, stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn, beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, this I adjourn, beats I burn, 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 I